Hello, this is Gav, and I'm in my kitchen recording this. Unfortunately, due to circumstances beyond our control, being Log uh, had to go to his nan's funeral, and Matt was ill, so we couldn't get into a room to record a podcast. So this week, in honour of Log's nan, I'm bringing you live from my kitchen the best of Log special. It's hypnotic. I like the way he's rotating. Is this in your living room all the time, or is it a new edition? This is a Christmas present. This is, um, it's never leaving, but it is, but it hasn't been here long. It's so that little laugh. It's, it's what the fuck is that about? He's a creepy fuck. The way he turned his back on me, he turned anti clockwise yeah. away from me. What's he from? He's I've seen him half somewhere. Jungle Book, half. No, he's not Jungle Book. He's been on television. What's he doing? Who are you? He looks like the big blue bear, doesn't he? Oh, no, no, it's not blue. the big blue house. Yes. Yeah, oh, it is that, isn't it? It's called polyester fibres. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, I knew him. I, I knew fucking knew him. No, know. that's being the big blue house, isn't it? Or is that big yes. blue? I think he's he a bear nice. in the house. He looks likeable. He looks well designed. But he sings that and he won't stop. Well, it's not that bad. I've seen worse. My girlfriend had a, a Santa hat where you press a button and it sings a kind of really bad rock and roll version of Jingle Bells whilst the top of the hat sort of gyrates electronically. Sweet. And it's clear that somebody, all they've done is they've seen that little wacky fish thing that comes off the little plate and sings a Big Mouth Billy Bass. That That's went fucking mental. No, that, that was I... the first and original... Bre- Press the button and it'll sing a song at you, toy. Somewhere, <laughs> somewhere, somewhere in Taiwan, someone's going, Make the new Big Boy Billy Bat, you fuckers! <laughs> that was the intro to an episode that I thought Log had done a really good feature in. It was a Christmas episode back in 2012. Oh, oh boy, 2012. Um, yeah, it was a Christmas episode where me, Matt and Log drank an entire bottle of Disserano before recording the podcast. And it was as fucking drunk as I've ever been recording the podcast, I think, not counting live ones. I thought Log did a really good feature, but it turned, but it, the intro was good, but the feature is fucking mental. Um, if you've got two minutes, you should go back and listen to the actual episode. It's episode 15 from January 3rd, 2012, and it's mad, but it's really good. So the first episode we're going to listen to is episode seven. Ooh. Don't stop, do a big flop. Get your dick out, I'll kiss the top. When you think, think that those things should, should stop, you should probably call, call the police. At the heart of my feature is a contentious statement mm-hmm. that I am the best. Right. And I'm willing to take you two on in categories of my choosing. Is this, so, is this, like, is this like Top Trumps, where you, you bring up the, the categories and the numbers, and then we just go, oh, fuck. I've got yeah, but I've drawn the Top Trump cards, and I've drawn pictures of you, and you've got bum for a face and no numbers ah. by your scores. You've got no numbers? <laughs> with low numbers? Well, you write in your numbers, but under my scutiny. That's how shit. this feature works. Your weighty scrutiny. Well, what are the categories? Well, Hairy first... Scrutiny. <laughs> <laughs> I just realised that her suit, her scrutiny. It's <laughs> <laughs> a bit like scrot. Yeah, it does like, scrotum. Yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, in... oh, really? It's scrotum. Oh, yeah. Is that an abbreviation for scrotum? I never. I just. I've noticed that now that the phrase in <laughs> under scrutiny just sounds really funny. <laughs> My un- under scrutiny. Delving into the under scrot with, with Steve Hogarty. Thicket. Could I interest you in coming under scrutiny, sir? <laughs> 
Okay, for round one, who is the best at trampolines? I think I am the best at trampolines. What's your best trick you've done on a trampoline? Ooh, this is embarrassing. Um, I, I was really bad at trampolining when I was at school. I only did it once, and um, at the time I had a really bad thing with my sinuses, um, and I got a really bad guitar, and it was fucking up my ears and head and all that, and it meant I think my ability to deal with spatial movements went mental and just just moving up and down spatial movements spatial movements as opposed yeah. to as opposed to just moving through time <laughs> yeah yeah we <laughs> sort didn't... of fucked up trampolines to have a year ago <laughs> well you know I didn't, I didn't get to that level of time transport trampolining but no i couldn't do it it was really embarrassing everyone else was doing backflips and i just bounced up and down a couple of feet in the air and then had to get off saying i feel sick oh, and everyone thought i was a prick that is bad there was a yeah. really fat kid at our school who wouldn't let his feet come off the trampoline. He'd just bend his knees a bit and go up and down. And mm. it made me, I was just like, Scott, just fucking help yourself. You're a laughing stock and you're not doing anything to help yourself. Oh. And I got up there and I was like a graceful swan flapping about with your legs <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> I know, Steve, how good are you at trampolines? <laughs> well, what, is, what is the best trick you can do, Log? I have done a forward somersault and I landed on my feet and then the forward the momentum of my movement made me run forwards and off the end of the trampoline, <laughs> which I did with some elegance. <laughs> smellegance. <laughs> smellegance. Of course, thinking... I did shit myself, which was a late conversion of my elegance into well, like, smellegance. I was initially thinking you chose something so niche that we wouldn't be able to beat you at it because you're very good at it. That doesn't sound that impressive. No, I, people were surprised at how good I was at it because it is odd to look at a fat bloke doing the trampoline. But I did a pike jump, and that's when you do your legs up. And like yeah, and I could do that about ten times on the trot before people looked like they were a bit bored of watching a man do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, that's impressive. Somersaults have always been a bit of a fear of mine because I don't think a human being should go upside down. <laughs> but I did it that day. Well, I think there's a lot of people who would argue the same. So, what about you, Steve? So what, forward do somersault is your best. Uh, your best stunt. Um, I and also back dro- back jump. Going onto your back and then sort of getting hitting the angle slightly wrong and going off at a degree that you didn't expect Ooh. i'm good at that and all oh what if someone tilted the trampoline as it like while you're in the air like at a 45 degree angle in zero gravity steve hang on you haven't told us anything about yeah. your trampoline, trampoline skills has to hide. Look, I've, ne- I've never been on a trampoline oh what the fuck? <laughs> I saw a picture of... The of, culture divide between <laughs> me and you has never been more stark. It's me saying, oh, you have trampolines in Ireland? Evidently not. We do have trampolines yep. in Ireland, but I once saw a picture of some deer sleeping under a trampoline or all their antlers pointing up at it, and I thought, God, I'm never going to go on a trampoline now. <laughs> <laughs> well, in case there are deer underneath it. Yeah, with antlers. But you can usually see underneath trampolines whilst you're getting on them and when you're on, when you're on them. Oh, yeah, then as soon as you look away. Oh, God. <laughs> just to say that one hasn't gone under. My long time fear. just put a spike underneath it. My, my long time and all the thing that I can't, I can't stop wincing about it now, just even thinking about it, is that you run towards your legs, go between the springs. And that's bad yeah, enough because they'd sort of scrape a bit. But then you look down, you find out one of your nuts inside the coil of the spring. <laughs> and then you and have to like, live there. <laughs> to, uh, it doesn't hurt, but you know that it's going to... You've no idea how it got there. <laughs> but, but there's no way you're... <laughs> you have to wait for someone to bounce on it. And when the spring is out, out, and you, you go... <laughs> you get it out as good as you can. Could be crushed. 
50-50, crushed doors, perfectly safe. <laughs> oh. To be honest, I, I always found that at school, like, trampolining was one of the... I, I wasn't that bad, but it felt like one of the most embarrassing subjects because it was like, hey... <laughs> it wasn't a subject. Well, <laughs> well, all right, not subjects. One of the embarrassing things in PE because it was like, hey, guys, especially the first time, I remember. It's like, hey, guys, look at this. None of you have ever done this before. It's not really like anything you've ever done before and you've no idea how good you're going to be at it until you start doing it. Oh, and by the way, unlike in other sports where we can all give you a ball and a bat and let you go on practice, you know, we've only got one of them, which means we're going to have 30 yeah. people all standing around the edge watching you, having a simultaneous thing of going... 30 people's one trampoline? Yeah. For fuck's sake. It was proper in the north. <laughs> we loved it. It was a massive trampoline. Everyone got it, it was a big trampoline, but everyone's there still thinking, oh, I want my go, but also kind of like, you're aware that you just Matt, was this a bouncy castle? people. <laughs> no. Do you allow more than one person in a bouncy castle? No, you're not. Yes, you are. No, you're not. You are. They've got tiny bouncy castles in Ireland. Yeah, and I've had some times on bouncy castles. That's a story for another time. Maybe I I'll do a we feature don't... on all the good times I've had on bouncy castles. I don't normally put down any of our differences to the fact you're from a different country. But when it comes to jumping on stuff, it seems to me that's the root of everything. <laughs> right. Good time. I think we've rambled about trampolines for a while. Yeah. Then, can we, uh, can, I think... Next was I, was I the best at trampolines? I think no, I no, was. Uh, it was me. I'm afraid I'm the best. According <laughs> okay. By I the criteria I, which I, I have can, laid down. I concede on this one point. The second category is being a good friend. And I would say to you, Steve, that you are not a good friend. Well, Jeez, log, I'm such a good friend that I really want you to win this and be the best at being a good friend, so I'm going to give it to you. So, you remember when you, in Google chat and you said that you fancied someone. You said, I think I fancy this bloke, but he's a bit chubby. And it was like, Steve, you do realise I'm well fat, don't you? <laughs> How can you just come up to... <laughs> like that's, my well God to... that's well bad. That's like turning around to like... That's like turning to Barack Obama and saying, oh, I like this, this, this person, but they're black and that's weird. I think it's, it's like going up to Stephen Hawkins and saying, I saw this bloke and I think he's got a shot of happiness, but he's got a bit of a limp. <laughs> so maybe not. He's a bit chubby though, isn't he? <laughs> That shouldn't be the ba- that shouldn't be a barrier between you and sucking his balls. <laughs> look, I don't look Let at this you as a, as a physical thing. Oh, brilliant! How can you suck the balls of a non-physical entity, Steve? Anyway, know. Matt, what are you looking at? I've got no story about you being a bad friend. Oh, but that's nice. I just don't like you. <laughs> well, I haven't really got any defence. I, I kind of like yeah. Well, you fucking ate my chips. Yeah, chips. well, you ate Steve chips, and that, I love Steve. But that, <laughs> that was due to I, I thought we had a relationship that would allow that, but he's betrayed my trust by posthumously being angry you, about chips. You were premature in the friendship, and you I've were known him for like two you years. were rude to you, Steve, were rude to put out in such a way to lead him to believe that he might be able to have more than one chip. <laughs> Look, I'd I was like, leading him on. I'd like, I'd like to pretend that I'm the best friend in the world, but I'm, I'm a miserable kid most of the time, and I'm probably not. You hide it between, beneath the veneer of a smile. Well, I do, but I don't, and you know that. I'm, I'm very friendly, but I'm also a complete miserable bastard most of the time. You do have a hunch when you're in a mood. I do. And I, when I the earphones are in, don't come knocking on yeah, my forehead. So I, don't think I, I don't think I am. I don't think I'm a nice person, so I'm not even going to contend with this one. I'm going to give you a nine, and I'm going to settle with whatever number's on my fucking top trump card. Two out of three rounds. I win at being a good friend oh. who is excellent at trampolining. Final round. Who had the most tight foreskin when they are 12? And that is a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> How is that a good thing? That's that good. Because it stops you washing under it, and you get NSU, and you get a really itchy cock that's good for a week for wanking, but then it starts getting a bit weird. Oh, fucking hell. Having an itchy bellend is all right for a wank. Until it's turned into something more serious. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I've been there in different ways. But, um, it's a very common thing. Gonorrhea? Uh, yeah, I've had that, yeah. I've had a couple of them, different interesting... Uh... Uh, how did they cure your gonorrhea, Matt? Because I had it done in two different ways. How did they cure it? 
I think it was just medicine. <laughs> they, just shout, they just shouted at your bell end until it was all right again. I don't know. I didn't. I wasn't. Mine was, well, I had one of them. Sorry, I'm just talking over you. It's fine, it's one fine. of them was a jab in the bum, and it also cleared up my gingivitis. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's brilliant. Double whammy. No, I don't know. I just I, I can manage to contract a number of things at university. And I wasn't I wasn't particularly prolific. I think I was just maybe drunk and stupid or something. I don't, I don't really remember. But anyway, um, yeah. They just give you pills. It's great. The best one is chlamydia because if you're a woman, then you're in serious trouble. But if you're a man, they just give you a pill. You take the pill, and then that's it. Wow. It's gone in like two days. Fucking it's maleness like, hey, rules. Who gives a shit about chlamydia? Unless you're a woman, in which case you might be in serious trouble. But, I've, um, I've been very quiet other... in this conversation because my genitals are clean. <laughs> hey, mine are clean. But, you know, showers don't wash away that shit, Steve. What was... Get to a doctor. Do you not have anything wrong with your foreskin at all? No, I had normal foreskin. No, God, what am I saying? It's a, it's a boon. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm phrasing this all wrongly. I'm supposed to be the yeah. best. <laughs> I remember my parents asking me at one point. I think I must have been quite young because I, it was in Guildford and I, I left Guildford when I was about nine. But I do remember my mum or my dad. I think my mum saying, "You know, oh, you know, do you have any, you know, trouble with a bit at the front of you, Willie, when you go to the toilet?" Oh God! I think because it's just that thing of maybe you know you just just want to check that they don't need to get any sort of surgery over. And I was like, "Oh no!" And I do remember for a few years thinking, "Don't just check him surgery because are you having any trouble with the end of your Willie? Because if you are, we'll cut it off for you." Oh God! Well, no, I think my mum's not <laughs> doesn't mess fine. around, but I think I must have been past the age where <laughs> she, she don't fuck about my mum <laughs> right off. <laughs> if you met her, you know. But no, she's not. She wouldn't be the sort of person who would go. Oh, you know. I was at the sort of age. Give it you, you can't just go. <laughs> Let's have a look at you. Get him down. Well, yeah, that's all right. But I do remember thinking, I do remember having a period of kind of just being like... Oh my God! <laughs> this is awful. <laughs> what a horrible story. <laughs> no, I remember having, having a period of being like, is this, is this, is that tight? Is that right? But it turns out my foreskin is perfect. Just like the rest I've of my I've got foreskin like a bin bag. Well, that's the thing. Like, I, I grew wrap up it around my face. <laughs> I grew up thinking it's the stories of now. Zach from EMF putting a lemon inside his foreskin must have been lies. Because I honestly, I could not get a pee up there. Pee down there. <laughs> well, I hope you get a pee out of there. Well, yes. <laughs> it's fun. That's a, that's a joke. That was a joke. I jammed it into my little... That was the podcast's little... first joke. I'm really sorry. In my pee-pee hole, and then I did a light on my so, back. Did you actually then, try then, and then, get a pee into it? No, it was a nice idea to do like you can with a straw and a Malteser, but a pee on the fountain of piss. I'm kind of fixed. I'd do that. i go with that. Oh, wouldn't it be amazing if you could shoot jets of air out of your penis at any time? Why, oh. Imagine the tricks you could play. <laughs> my, my first foreskin droon back wank at the age of 18, I popped my banjo and blood flew out. Oh, fucking God. hell. This is getting. This is quite quickly becoming deeply uncomfortable listening, rather than just uncomfortable listening. And to make matters worse, as you talk about lemons in foreskins, I'm sort of thinking, what's the biggest fruit I could get? I reckon a kumquat is probably my limit. I mean, if you remove the no, well, it'd just be a quat before you put it in there. Oh, hey, another joke. Two jokes in one podcast and a horrific mental image. Um, should we? Is that more? Apple. We, well, I don't. I don't want to end your feature. I don't want to feel like I'm hurrying your feature. I just think maybe we should stop talking about sexual diseases and penis injuries. Yeah. Okay. What? I'm annoyed that I'd picked an episode to start with that I'm not in, but that's all right because I'm in all of this. I'm a big hug around this entire podcast, which means anything that you laugh at whilst listening to this is actually something that I've said and not anybody else's. Uh, I'm going to play you now another feature and it's actually regular features history because it's the only time we ever cut a feature because it was too offensive okay well my feature i'm quite hesitant a little bit hesitant to introduce it after what is this 
podcast so far has been a bit of a shock fest. <laughs> so we should deal we, with it. Yeah, deal with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah We're big. like Hollyoaks after dark. Oh yeah. <laughs> so anyway, my feature. I might as well get out. My feature is called teleprompter. Nick. I wish that we still had the recording of what I said, so I could... Actually, no, I was going to say, I wish we still had it, so then I could delete it and make sure it was deleted, but just not knowing is probably better. Um, This next feature from Log was recorded in Steve's old house, and it's a sitcom that Log finds that he wrote when he was a kid, and he says it's going to be shit, but it turns out, obviously, to be amazing, because Log wrote it. A regular, regular, a regular, la 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 feature. Girl, I want to make you sweat. <laughs> sweat till I hear your feature. <laughs> Hello, it's time for my regular feature. <laughs> I'm Bob Dylan. I've recently been helping Stuart move out of the house we used to share. A bittersweet time. But Is he I'm moving into a pub as well? He's moving into a pub, but not the pub I live in. So we're getting closer. It's like... If, Thematically. It's like, <laughs> it's, like, it's like Uno. You've got to get the number and the colour. You're <laughs> <laughs> um, like, swing and a miss, bollocks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you did the Royal Oak. <laughs> but right now, moving into a pub means you can teleport to any other pub in the country. You fast just, travel. Just, just like Uno. But yeah, moving out of the house involves me going through all the shit that I've hoarded, like... You never realise what a hoarding fuck you are until you see a cable and think, there's no way on earth I'm ever letting this cable go. Yeah. Could be an important cable. It's the one that works on the printer. It's always the way, isn't it? Last place you look. Anyway, one of the things I found um, was a book. <laughs> few CDs. You really are a hoarder. And, uh, <laughs> the people on the Reddit are going to go mad for this one. Remember, Log just listed things that he found. Uh, Quantum Leap DVD. Uh, no, there was a, a Heidi High series one and two. <laughs> bin bags. Bin bags. A couple of bin bags full of stuff. And But I also found a sitcom that I wrote when I was 16 years old. Excellent. And it was called The IT Crowd. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is... This gets me actually because... The second sitcom I wrote when I was 18 at university uh, was called The Mullud Life. And it was about four judges that lived together in the attic of an opera house. And they were their enemies because they were men of the law of God. Mm. No, but they were men of the law of man. Their enemies were four priests who lived together in a cottage. Fuck you, Graham Linehan. You stole (laughs) my antagonists and made them into one of my favourite sitcoms. That. That, bode, that bodes well for this sitcom, this other sitcom. That I don't think anyone who's 16 years old is <laughs> ever going to write anything worth reading. We don't know. I saw I'm sorry, sorry. sorry, we've got some very young readers, and I'm sure that they're lovely people, but I don't want to read a fucking word they've got to write. <laughs> I want to read tweets yeah. that they write. <laughs> yeah, so all of your opinions, just, you, yeah, you've got to give it another 10 years. Yeah, stick, As stick, a little... stick to the farting, because honestly, that, that will stay with you throughout your whole life. You can hone that. I saw the other day that you can go on holiday to the house where Father Ted was filmed. Like, it's on Airbnb. Let's spend our Patreon money on going there, mm. fellas. 
It's an island scene, not yeah. Galway, mate. <laughs> so, yeah, well, sorry, it's getting those two places confused. Do they have us like a camera up a pole from the angle of that opening sequence where they're all waving, so you can have the waving at the camera thing? They should. They should do should. That. It wouldn't yeah. be that hard to yeah. do. How hard is it to install a camera up a fucking pole? Get on it. <laughs> anyway, so I, what I did was this sitcom. I I don't have a digital copy of it anymore, but what I do have is this printout, and I hadn't learnt at all how to format scripts. It's dense text in a non-proportionate font and printed on, you can just see from the edge of the papers that it was printed on spooled paper on a 9.LC10 dot matrix printer. That's not, yeah, it's not not fixed width. I've hand punched the holes in it and then you can see each one is actually reinforced by one of those things that you do. So I really intended this to be an artifact for the ages. And I've never read through it since I was 17 years old. And you haven't read through it before we started recording this episode? No, I honestly could not bring myself to open it up and look at what fucking balls I wrote. This is like fucking storage hunters. We don't know what this is like. (laughs) We just say this isn't like a put on either. Everything we just said is actually true. Not like when we say, oh, is this one of the storylines from Black Mirror and... It's really not it's something you yeah, it's the, yeah. This is actually got, like, guys. We're being totally serious with you right now. I did not read this. <laughs> no, I honestly didn't. <laughs> let's break it down, guys. Let's, 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 let's get, get real. serious for a minute. Fourth <laughs> wall's coming down for a moment. I found it well in my parents' house a couple of years ago, thinking, "Oh, I know. I'll go another. I'll probably um, I'll have a look, type it up." And I read the first paragraph, the first page, and thought, "I felt such mortal shame." Can you read that for us, please? No. Well, I'm no, not, you've got to read the first oh, paragraph. Well, so, okay, let's, let's have a look. What's it now. called for one? Well, first of all, I've got a narrator saying, Welcome to the first ever episode of Penty. <laughs> <laughs> that is someone who does not know how to fucking tell, not show. That is, <laughs> show, not tell. That is someone who's going to be writing letters pages for the rest of their life. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> The first ever episode of what I'm sure will be a long running series. <laughs> Oh, uh. <laughs> I mean, what is the, what is the, what's on what the first page? Penty? There's a lot of text on the first page. I would be no, no, on the very first page. Oh, well, it's, just a, it's just a, it's just says Penty. It's a cover in a big font. A company, oh. a company sitcom starred arrangement in six parts by Jonathan Bly. Oh, you wrote Jonathan. <laughs> I know. So I was, also, I was trying to fight against Log at this stage in my life. I was trying to be respectable. And a comedy sitcom as well. Comedy sitcom. <laughs> comedy situation, comedy. Involving situations. <laughs> Style arrangement. I was going for the overwordy bullshit. Uh, and each episode is named after a different sitcom, because I really loved sitcoms. There's a, oh, oh, oh. a bit of a do, watching bread. Constant Hot Water, which I don't even remember as a sitcom. Wow. And That's Love, which was the first sitcom that made me realise that you could have... A, a rela- the core relationship in the sitcom could end and you could still carry on the sitcom because they, at the end of the first season of That's Love, Jimmy Mulville broke up with his wife. Oh, very What did you call Constant is? Hot Water, one of them? Well, can you imagine the difference? It's about probably about rented accommodation okay, and one of the right. sellings, uh, B&B, and they've got right. Constant Hot Water so you don't have to wait for it. Yeah. But you also imagine that with some of the scrapes they got into, they were in Constant Hot Water. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh. Got the double meaning of that. That's good. I didn't yeah. know that. And I think the theme tune went in constant hot water. What's on the what's on what's on the cover? On the spine it says so much good stuff. Stop looking at all the bullshit surrounding it. I want to read the actual script. No, it's good though. This is handwritten. Well, I, okay. If you want to read it, 
Steve, you get to shuffle through to a random page <clears throat> and we will read that fucking page and my heart has never sunk lower than it feels right now. Why? Okay. You were 16. Oh, yeah. Why don't we read some of your poetry, Gav? Your poetry about tits when you, when you were 12. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> I'll bring it in next week. So this is a scene... Interior day, old costumes. <laughs> I can't believe I knew about interior days at that age. You did. <laughs> um, I shall be revenue, and you can be Costwick. Excellent. Can you read that from there? Costwick. I believe so. Who the fuck was Costwick? In its laundrette state, the inland revenue are visiting. Costwick is dressed in a sack. <laughs> the theme backstage being farming peasantry. What Costwick. I remember what Costwick is now. It was a joke because. Wick is another word for penis. Cost. She's a brothel, madam. Oh, I'm a lady. Costwick spells out her job. (laughs) Mrs. Costwick. Yes, yes. Way. I'm (laughs) what? Yes, yeah. She was a kind of a vulgar. She was. I wanted her to be played by Miriam Margulies. (laughs) So she'd go. Yes, yes. Way. (laughs) Let me try that again. Yes, yes. Way. I'm from the Inland Revenue. Are you just love? Yes, my name is Jack Letzel, but you must call me Revenue Man. <laughs> You're so red right now, love. <laughs> We've been looking into your accounts with interest, oh. vigour and growing concern. <laughs> You're a successful laundrette, but with profits greater than the entire Sketchley's chain. What Sketchley's? Sketchley's used to be a profit, uh, used to be a laundrette, didn't it? a dry cleaning service. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and yet you have no employees. He gets all nasty. <laughs> <laughs> that was in square brackets. I it was in square brackets. Yeah. <laughs> How is this, Mrs. Costwick? Brackets. Without leaving pause for an answer, he shouts, "Answer me, woman!" <laughs> <laughs> um, where are we? Very good. Looking at the cameras, though, to say, "Get her, ducky." <laughs> she emits a Frankie Howard as, "Ooh!" <laughs> oh, I can't fucking breathe. You turn out to be a homosexual. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's it. That's all I do. For that. No, you come in. No, you got a right. couple of more woo-woos down okay. here. <laughs> I'll just read this last bit then. Uh, putting his briefcase onto the counter, this is revenue, it hits the red button, starting the transformation in the background. Oh, okay. The laundry okay. trans- trans- into a brothel. Yes. Like an old um, prohibition bar. <laughs> I, I think I got the idea of from an advert for apples in which they took the piss out of a Bugsy Malone style prohibition bar. <laughs> Just then his glasses dropped to the floor. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh blast. I can't see a thing without my glasses. <laughs> I've got <laughs> Whilst Revenue Man is fumbling on his hands and knees for glasses, like Thelma from Scooby Doo. <laughs> In case you didn't get that from the fucking thing that he just said. Costwick notices the changing scenery. She stops filing her nails and reaches over to press the red button again. The metamorphosis occurs once more. Fucking hell! (laughs) That's the thing, I think when I was writing this, I was... 
Why am I putting this level of shit into the comments like I'm trying to impress the man reading it? This is good luck. Fuck you. It's better than some of the stuff on BBC Three. <laughs> Restoring normality as revenue man rises, replacing his glasses. Woo woo! Anyway, Mrs. Kostwick, I'm here to inform you of your liability for a new tax aimed at people just like you. <laughs> Here is your bill, £5,000, payable by this evening. And if you do not pay, by God, the consequences for you will be... Dire? Dire. Yeah, I think there would uh, be. Brackets, as he says dire, he thumps the desk, hitting the red button. <laughs> <laughs> he leaves without noticing the transformation. <laughs> that was a random page, and I thoroughly enjoyed that. we got to read some more of that, come on. Oh my skin is slackening. Random page, randomise it. Random. Oh, that was too dark. Oh, this is too dark humour, yeah. It's too edgy towards the end. This page is just a handwritten page. And it's called The Top Gear Replacement for, for Star Trek Shit Skit, Episode 3, Page 5. What? What the fuck is I this? I don't remember doing this. <laughs> This is ah, oh, this is atrocious. I must never be read by human eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, unfortunately, <laughs> the prophecy didn't come true. <laughs> Fucking hell! There's a lot of okay. So, <laughs> at, least the, at least you you were never immodest, were you? That seemed, oh, you? That's not even part of it. That's a different bit. That is, I think. I've got okay, never immodest. You were never arrogant. Oh, yeah, there you go. Your work. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. It's just the negatives there. It's yes. It's kind of rolled over. You always have that, that self defeating self deprecation <laughs> that you carry with you through life. <laughs> okay, here we go. Let's read this bit then. <laughs> do you, do you, I guess you don't remember the name of the. I remember there was a, a young girl in it who I insisted in the notes should have all her lines dubbed by a, an old man because I hated children in sitcoms and also what a whimsical joke that would be <laughs> right Steve you're going to be Opal I'm going to be mad okay mad Jesus Christ someone called mad I bet she's crazy <clears throat> interior evening the Penty Lounge epilogue Mad surveys the mass of wasted bodies. Only Opal and Chiffon are still conscious and are passing the urine sample bottle between them. It is quarter full. Get your tits out. <laughs> oh, am I? Is Opal a girl? Probably. I guess so. <laughs> what? Hasn't Houdini eaten them yet? <laughs> she gets her tits out of the snake case, which is back again. <laughs> which is That's back a again. <laughs> The birds have healed and the snake is motionless. <laughs> okay, I love that we're coming into this blind. <laughs> oh, Houdini's dead. That really caps it all. You two might as well have these. She hands the tits over. <laughs> the lesbians cheer rowdily again. <laughs> oh my God, I forgot all about Tessa's tasks. I'm going to put my skates on. She gets out the second task card and reads it. Task two, prepare a fish dinner. Laughing. Looks like I really will have to put my skates on. She holds up two fish to can laughter. Freeze on mad laughing. Look, this is fucking amazing. I want this to go into production. Well, that's... 
Oh my god. Just, I like that. The, the like there's a narrator. I don't know what to make of it? I've forgotten. I was so advanced as to write lesbians, and maybe what was seemed to be going on was there. There was that I that lesbians like tits the birds, not tits the lesbian part of the body. <laughs> this is this is this bit is good. Moving caption. In this episode, two lesbians were portrayed as bull dykes. This is merely a stereotype. Not all lesbians throw peanuts at each other, and most have a full set of teeth. <laughs> For a more proportionate portrayal of female homosexuality, watch Emmerdale. <laughs> or better still, go to a gay bar. Try it. You might like it. Fade oh. out. <laughs> that's... that's... What? How was I 16 and writing that? I'd never been to a gay bar. Brian Cantor. Oh, sorry. Don't uh, no, no, you go and tell us about going to a gay bar at sixteen? No, no. You, Steve. I insist. I was just going to say more broadly that if I came across a sixteen-year-old writing like that, I would be sure he would grow up to be a fine landlord. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Steve, you, you, I first met you when you were eighteen, didn't I? And your writing was already. All right. No. Can we read one last one? I've got a one? binder of my own writing. <laughs> <laughs> can, can we read one last one, Steve? Yes. We're... Oh, there's three people actually, Lord. You can read as well. Oh, God, okay. So, interior. So, you're going to be John. You, you, No, you can be John. I'll be Julie. You're Fernley. I don't know any of these names. It's good. Interior day, class 69's classroom. So, <laughs> can so you imagine? Good. <laughs> can you can imagine a class number that high. The, actually, I'll be John, you be Julie. Because you do a better girl's voice than me. The teacher is reading James and the Giant Peach by Roald Dahl to the class. The bit where the sharks are. <laughs> I know what bit I'm already meant. It's a bit where the sharks are biting the bottom of the peach but the teeth can't get around it. Yeah. yeah. That's the, I always call back to that fucking bit. I'm not, I'm my, it's my such a my... strong mental image. It is, yeah. 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 Is it? Or another bit of another book. <laughs> Do I write that in there? Yeah. <laughs> Junior is sitting next to a girl. His newfound sexual knowledge serves to shock girls and impress boys. So, John, this is me and you, Steve. To the girl, seriously. Where am I? Yeah, yeah. To the girl, seriously. I've got a penis. What? I have. And you've got a vagina. Shh! It's true. Ask Miss. I'm trying to listen. I can have. I can't have multiple orgasms, but you can. You're dead lucky, as orgasms are good. <laughs> Putting her hand up. Miss Fernley. Oh, is that me? Yeah. Yes, Julie. John's talking dirty to me. What has he been saying? Getting agitated that she should have to say it too. That I've got a vagina, he's got a penis, and that we both have orgasms. She sniffs and sobs lightly. John, you will go to the headmaster's office and tell the headmaster just what you've just told Julie. I will not tolerate such filthy lies being <laughs> spread around my classroom. John adopts his old stance of the resigned victim and trudges off to the headmaster's office. What's going on there? Like a, he goes. Sounds like something out of the Beano. <laughs> <laughs> With orgasms. I was like, I have a penis. I have a penis. Log, that wasn't bad at all. I thought that was really good. Well, the, the, yeah. Oh, yeah. there's a bit. The next one's got. Um... Well, now you want to bloody read it. Well, that's just I've got a minor bird saying wet farts in it, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I thought that would be funny because of its uh, it being shit, but. It, 
It was alright. It was and now it's not even funny. Yeah, that was fucking awful. I'm very sorry. I'm very sorry for selling it for something that was worse than it was. Well, no, you didn't know what it was going to be like. No, no, it was a fucking yeah. Pandora's shit. I want to take. A, <laughs> I definitely want to take a photo of uh, this. Must not be read by human eyes. <laughs> the Reddit. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Maybe He's like, you're writing this written as well. Yeah, that is me. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't the BBC that you sent it off to. <laughs> <laughs> They've got a stamp for that. They wouldn't have done it in pen. <laughs> Next up is my favourite live log feature. And I'm not going to tell you anything about it. You just have to listen to it for yourself. Won't somebody tell me where my feature's gone? My regular feature. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most racist regular feature jingle there is. Ah, this, this, we've done more racism. There's, there's more racism than that. Just got to dig it's for it. It's just the reflected racism of the actual song, which is fine. Is We're it? Basking in the racism. Of- That's an incredibly racist song. <laughs> it's all right to bask in racism. <laughs> just yeah. don't like do a dive or anything like that. <laughs> That's fine. It's like a foot spa. It's fine. <laughs> just have a few <laughs> bubbles. Feel the bubbles on the on the sole of your foot, and then take it out. <laughs> Sorry, my, my feature yeah. is about how I want to be more like Gavin, how when I feel that I've been slighted or wronged in some way, I'd like to pursue it to the ends of the earth and sort of destroy that which has wronged me. And I, um, Gavin's kind of undone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've kind of undone that, but that was you basking in niceness. You just weren't wrong there. I like to think that if you, if someone had done to me, you'd have done what I did. But I'd like to find out. I'm going to, this is four scenarios. Okay, I make. I just want to warn you. I make this look easy, but I'm. It's not. E- it's not like, easy. I try to. I'm do I'm a it. fucking mess. <laughs> <laughs> so this, this is the first situation, and this is a. It's a sequential. Situation. It's all part of the same story. Yes, makes me feel bleak. But there we go. Anyway, I was driving with my mother, and my mother's a frail woman. She's frail like the. Um, Sorry, is this real? Yeah. Yes, this is a true story. You, Everything. You really have a mum? Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something. You came from a vagina. Something hatched you. <laughs> I, was brought up, I was brought up in a plutonian hatchery to deliver to Earth because you needed me. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was, um, I was driving my mum. She was, um, and like I say, she's a frail woman. She's a frail like Miss Daisy out of the 1989 film Driving Miss Daisy, only without any compelling reason to stop being racist. <laughs> 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 and the, ro- the road we were driving in was in two lanes and I was in the right hand lane and they were about to converge everything was going normally people were sort of one in, one out one left, one right until a Land Rover on the left pulled up immediately level with me and started driving parallel with me to the point where she was too close to the car in front so I couldn't compete in that way and she was forcing me onto the right hand side of the road at this point my mum screamed like the fat woman out of the 1990 film Awakenings. <laughs> <laughs> and if, they, if they've made any films after 1990, I don't care to watch them. <laughs> Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. Is my red light still blinking? It's, it's on. Yeah, it's blinking. Don't you worry. Good. So. Continue. I thought, I I thought was, you were like touching <laughs> him to like comfort him. <laughs> it's I, okay, Log. There aren't any, many good ones. I, I, was positioned, I was positioned perfectly to converge because I'm a blameless driver and a careful son. <laughs> so that meant that this Land Rover lady or prick couldn't completely <laughs> undertake me. 
And like, my only choice was to drop back and re- sort of come behind her, at which point I noticed she had a bumper sticker that said, makebillysmile.com. What? Now, what do you do in that situation? Do you, A, think, oh, well, it's a typical road traffic incident, and thank God I'm not that kind of inconsiderate bullying person. Being good is its own reward, and being an arrogant asshole who's oblivious to the feelings of others and utterly confident in their own correctness is its own punishment. <laughs> or did I, shit. Or did I, one. B, think, no, that's ridiculous. Being an arrogant prick isn't its own punishment. It's a proven path to success. If someone doesn't take this woman down a peg or two immediately, she could be spearheading an entrepreneurial startup with government funding. What I should really do is drive my mother home, then sit in the car, and then explore this website for potential avenues of attack. Be all day, baby. <laughs> and yeah, I'm I would have kicked con- my mother out of the car, actually. Secret scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no time for you, baby. I gotta go on a website. <laughs> so far, I'm confident being Gav. <laughs> so no, no, I went on the website. I visit makebillysmile.com. Oh no, this is going to be like a be- kid's... The registration company terrible. is huge domains, and the and it was undergoing domain. It was undergoing maintenance, so the website just came up blank. Is it about fucking goats? I was <laughs> <laughs> reach around for Billy. Is it going to be about an ill kid? So the website on the back of the thing was a non-starter. It was oh. a blank website, complete dead end. Whole adventure was a non-starter. Cool. But then I thought. Way back machine. What if I Google make Billy smile? Sherlock. The pages of results came up. The jigsaw's back on the table. At the top of the page, makebillysmile.co.uk. Also, I like how your version of Eureka is Sherlock. (laughs) (laughs) Sherlockian. (laughs) So, yeah, I I nod, pleased at my own sort of hacking skills. And... uh, And also taking a kind of dirty satisfaction in that whatever this venture is, it had to restrict its scope from a .com to the .co.uk. Yeah. Maybe making Billy smile wasn't so easy, was it? (laughs) I thought you were going to say you just went and bought makebillysmile.com. .info. (laughs) Billy is a shit bag. (laughs) I love it when he doesn't smile. (laughs) Oh, on the, on the page, the website's a full blown website. It's um, they've got a they've got a sponsors page, and they've got a, a contact page with a link that says email Billy's mummy. Oh, well, what, hang on. Now at that are stage, you, are you specifically this, not telling us what at this stage about. Well, is it about that's, that's going to come up in scenario three. Okay, right. Oh. <laughs> at this stage, do I relax knowing that the person who behaved so badly to my mother is a mother herself? Maybe she was just having a bad day. Or do I B, send the following email? Hey girl, what's happening? Just, just thought I'd drop you a message about your website. Do you know what I think would make Billy smile? Having a mother who isn't a massive prick with a shit bob haircut like Sally, Webs- <laughs> like Sally Webster off Coronation Street. You do realise that that haircut was chosen as a part of a costume, don't you? The costume of a stupid whining prick who thinks... <laughs> See, I'm not proud of myself. <laughs> Who thinks Sally Webster is a role model? An arsehole is who. Anyway, pass on my love to Billy. Hope that smiling thing works out. But do consider how not being a total fucking prink might help. Listen. Or do I see? (laughs) (laughs) 
Do I say, draft that email in my head thinking, there's some content for a future show, then decide to keep digging? Yes. (laughs) That one. What would you have done, Gav? That's too hard for the first email. Like, little tip. <laughs> oh, okay. Like, it's not, that's too hard. <laughs> like, it's just like, for the first email, that's too much. That's way, way too much. Um, he thrives on the long game. He yeah, you've got to, you've got to draw the them in. You've got to get them interested. If you see, like, a mean thing, you just be like, oh, well, that, fuck that. And, but, like, you want to draw them in. Make I love it, this. Make it's it like, super personal. 15 yeah. minutes ago, he was talking about how lovely people are. And now it's like, he's like a gambling addict watching someone else on a fruity. And he's being like, <laughs> what do you want to do? Just hold the fucking pants. Like, yeah, yeah. It's two quid. I'm not doing it, but you can put it in if you want. <laughs> we'll, we'll, split the, we'll split the winnings. Just play on my behalf. I've done that before. I got one of those special keys that tells you how full it is. Yeah, go, 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 go. <laughs> so here we are, scenario three. I noticed the first part of Billy's mummy's email address is an unusual name, Wisier. And I thought to myself, well, it wasn't Wisier to undertake this guy <laughs> in your big car. You made that up. No, I did not. <laughs> which no, I now, it, which I now remember wasn't a Land Rover, but some kind of modified thing with a wheelchair in the back. Aww. So I Google a name... <laughs> And up come stories in the Derby Telegraph. She's been raising money for Billy Smile for some years now, and this is a description. He has a beautiful smile that lights up the room, but little Billy is the boy who cannot sleep. The 15-month-year-old... The 15-month-year-old? What? Uh, Better report in Derby Telegraph. (laughs) The 15-month-old has developed five different medical conditions during his short life, which include quadriplegic cerebral palsy, complex partial epilepsy... Log. <laughs> Developmental delay and digestive problems. The combined effect means he has not slept through the night since he was born. But he does have a smile that will illuminate the room. Yeah. <laughs> the thing was, the whole time this feature's been going, I've been just, just unable to work out whether it was a goat or a terminally ill child. But after yes. you did the whole goat, he's reach still alive, around, yeah. Matt. He's not terminally ill. Fucking don't oh, egg it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> On SoundCloud, you know when like people uh, like comment, "There's the drop." <laughs> wait for the drop. Wait for the drop. There's the drop. <laughs> so what do I do now? Stop. Do I yeah. a <laughs> think about how I can exclude this information from scenario two, even though it's obvious I must have known it earlier on because I needed to generate a sense of escalation for the audience. <clears throat> do I b back off, thinking that? Any use I make of this information is going to be perceived as distasteful. And then I consider going back to changing all the names, but refuse to do so, so I can still make use of the wise of your joke. (laughs) Do I think, hang on, that article mentioned five medical conditions, but only listed four, and you wouldn't get shit like that on BuzzFeed. (laughs) That is more evil than anything I've ever said. Or do I dig into the Make Billy Smile Facebook page with a growing sense of discomfort? (laughs) Where did you see this going when you started digging into the Facebook page? I just wanted to tell her that she drove bad and it upset my (laughs) mum. Did she have Billy with her in the car at the time? Um, No, no. How how would you you notice? I would have noticed a... a Child in there, I'm sure I would. Children are small. Like, oh, she could have fit him anywhere. Haven't you got to put Especially kids? Especially because he what? Haven't no, you got to put kids on the don't roof? Don't bait rack. me into saying Isn't less acceptable things than I already am. 
Sorry. What were you saying, Gav? Kids go on the roof rack. <laughs> <laughs> Final scenario, you'll be glad to hear. There are no Facebook results for Wisey in the 2011 articles, the name with her surname, and that seems odd. But then I discover that she's married and taken a new husband's name. And that just adds traitor to her gender to her list of crimes. <laughs> I scroll through a number of pictures of her new family. A lot of the pictures don't feature Billy. Oh! I notice with some interest. <laughs> Jesus. Log. No. No. I, lo- I like the page. I'm like number 283. I watch a video of Billy touching a set of coloured lights. His mother who I'm finding difficult to remember at this stage is a massive prick, seems, <laughs> seems really proud. I want to question her sincerity, but I'm pretty convinced that if I did that, I'd completely overtake her in terms of being a massive prick. <laughs> <clears throat> There's one post that says a big thank you to the Kumar family and your £35 donation. You made Billy smile. I laugh at the fact that this makes Billy sound like a cash-activated smiling machine. <laughs> but I've got to respect her commitment to the brand. Don't laugh at that. (laughs) Cash activated smiling machine. Dilemma number four, the final dilemma. Do I donate a tenner to her cause with the cryptic message, Hello, you look really pretty today when you were driving like a colossal prick on Derby Road? (laughs) Do I donate a tenner? Just as this podcast comes live with a message, With love from regular features the podcast devoted to spreading cheer. Why not have a listen to episode 163? (laughs) We hope it'll make Billy smile. It fucking better not be that one. (laughs) Do I send her a zip file of every picture I can find of Billy Photoshop that that I'm standing behind him with a knife? (laughs) You haven't got that much time on your hands. Do I pay the fee to get her address, then break in and go to sleep in her bed, and when she comes home and says, get out of my house, I'll be two steps ahead. I'll I'll have brought a DVD with me. And and I'll say, if this is your house, why have you got this DVD in it? (laughs) (laughs) Flawless. That's incredible. (laughs) Or, f- or I do I? That. that was like classic thieves technique. Fair enough. This yeah, isn't enough, the kind. Of, <laughs> this isn't the kind of movie you like. <laughs> or do I just forget about it because I think I've got enough stuff for a feature now, and I've just made myself myself feel quite small and grotesque. Oh, oh, really? Yes, oh. That Yay! It was that, and I didn't donate any money because fuck her. She's a prick. <laughs> I began applauding. Wow, that was a long, dark tea time of uh, <laughs> the soul. Fucking hell. Hard, I told you it's hard. Yeah, wow. This next feature, the feature's okay, but I think that the song that precedes it is one of the best things that we've ever put out as a podcast. And as I said, I am the glue putting this podcast together tonight which means that everything in it was written by me. Aren't I clever? And now it's time for my regular feature. 
My name is Parkinson, and welcome to my show. I'm going to ask you stuff about the things you know. The questions that I ask will be about your life. Like, what's your middle name, and do you have a wife? My questions will begin with words like when and why. I would appreciate it if you didn't lie. Your answers should attempt to entertain the crowd. But don't stop showing off or talking extremely loud. The show's about to start, so sit down on the couch. I'm going to ask my questions every minute now. I'll probe into your past, I'm gonna hidden truths. Like when you burn that church, killing those urban youths. They've had such potential, but now they all are dead. The memory of their screams is always in your head. That's why you killed again, to stop the endless noise. That's why you slit the throats of all those lady boys. <laughs> it's more. Oh, that was really so, good. um, um, yeah, so basically tonight's Parkinson. <laughs> I'm going to be asking you questions. I thought it was more. Oh, well. The music's still playing, Gav. <laughs> that was awesome. God, I'm a bit out of breath. I'll take a drink. Yeah, I need, I'll, I'll take a quick drink, Mr. Parkinson. That's why he never did his theme tune live. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He had to walk it down. pre-recorded, wasn't yeah, yeah. yeah. Ooh, that voice makes your throat a bit raspy as well. You were on the lower octave, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah, I was, when I was practising it in the toilets, I was doing it in the upper... Upper Rangers, yeah. <laughs> really high pitched, shrill barking. <laughs> anyway, oh, hang on, that organ means it's time for the second part. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just have another, and a little wet of my lips. She knows that it's coming. Brilliant. Shut up. My name is Parkinson, tell me about your work. Do you get paid a lot? Do you get any perks? Like, have you met the Queen? Did she say, oh, hello? Then did you brush against her tit with your elbow? Did she look horrified, but secretly aroused? Then did you stick her hand inside a royal blouse? Was Philip sitting there with his dick all erect? Was his arsehole clean, or was it feces flags? Did Prince Charles walk into the sordid regal scene? And was Anne sitting there flicking a rancid bean? The line of questioning appears to be fruitless. Alas! Some other things that might be for the best. Has your life been quite nice, or have you had it rough? Were you bullied at school for walking like a puff? My name is Parkinson, and I am the best. We just ran out of time. Thanks for being my guest. <laughs> oh, another fucking curse! I miss, I miss clipped it in audacity. <laughs> anyway, oh. anyway, welcome to tonight's Parkinson show. Yay! <laughs> While that was very good. Doctor Strange, the Marvel character. <laughs> what was that? Are you listening to your own podcast? <laughs> oh, that, that was a previous podcast on my playlist. Well done. Oh, nice. <laughs> I remember that. That was a good episode. What was that? That was regular features. He was listening to. <laughs> <laughs> I was just. I've just isolated all the bits where I'm thing. talking. Oh yeah. On, yeah. <laughs> so I thought ask yeah. you some questions now. I'm here. Gab, Hello. what is the worst you have ever been beaten up? Because I've heard about you getting beaten up, and I'm sure it's, there's the worst happened to you in your life. Uh, you haven't had a satisfying conclusion <laughs> to one of those stories. No, well, that's <laughs> it. I, he, I never got the end of that story about him getting some stolen from him and then him going to the wedding. That's, that's an old story. I get that. But now I just want to know, you've told a story about you getting beaten up in a kebab shop, and I'm just sure that that's not the worst you've ever been beaten up. Uh, yeah, I've been beaten up pretty badly. I got beaten up by a guy who was wearing a hat and a leather jacket, and he took his... Uh... What, like a Lou Reed album? Cover? Yeah, he was, he was <laughs> such a little dick, but yeah, he absolutely gave me a paste in. Um, like, took his belt off, and his belt was one of those ones with, like, the... Studs. Like, yeah, and used that. What, around his wrist, or did he whip you with it, like... 
Uh, he's what? Lou Reed. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> man, lay off Lou Reed. Fucking hell. <laughs> oh, that man was a dick. Uh, yeah, he sort of hit me across the head with it a couple of times, and then his brother hit me as well. So that's the worst oh, I've been beaten oh, up. Don't like that. Yeah. i got no funny answer for it, but I've got a real answer for no, it. No, I'm, I'm glad to know. Did you, but the, I suppose the next question has to be, if I was being Parkinson, what did you do to make him want to do that to you, Gav? Yeah, it's completely my fault, yeah. <laughs> I got to the bottom of this one like an interviewer Gav what did you do to him were you hugging him and telling him what's wrong mate what's wrong why are you hitting me I think I'd like shouted something we came out of a bar and I'd shouted something at some people on the beach um, I was by myself which is never good and I'd shouted something because I thought they had booze and they didn't have booze and then he came up and was like, what's, what's your problem? Because he thought I was shouting at a girl. I was like, no, I wasn't shouting at your girlfriend. I was just asking if you had any beer. And uh, he was like, what's your, what's your fucking problem? I was like, ah, fuck you, you fucking prick, and walked off. And he's like, what did you fucking call me? I was like, I called you fucking prick, whatever. And then, and then oh. that happened. So, oh. so it is my fault. I get you do it on, just on a head. But you, yeah, I'm just, I'm slighting. You do do it on your own, though. I mean, that's, yeah. it's not just to show off. So you've got a question for you. Were you on a date last night, and why wasn't I invited? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was on a date last night. Yeah, you didn't tell me. You were in a pub right near the next I was. What happened? It was a lovely date, and there was, a, there was my favourite bit was when a pigeon flew into the cafe that we were in and sat next to the guy and did a shit. <laughs> and, and then he screamed. <laughs> That's, that's perfect. That's nice. It was a lovely little... I wasn't listening. The guy did a shit. <laughs> and, the pi- and the pigeon was screaming. <laughs> the pigeon unhinged its lower beak and just, just bellowed. And was like, Steve, this one's not for you, mate. <laughs> I would have screamed if it had been next to me. Probably not as in higher registers. <laughs> in my head, it's like when Flanders screams in The Simpsons. <laughs> well, it's funny because he did point out that he did scream louder than the 10-year-old girl's who were next to us, <laughs> who also screamed. Oh, he sounds all right. He's cool. You kept it together. You were like, fuck pigeons. I was, I was all like, we're leaving. <laughs> come, come along. <laughs> and I stomped on the pigeon on the way out. It's like, yeah. there you go. <laughs> That's not going to happen again. Thanks for the coffee. <laughs> well, there you go. I got to the bottom of two mysteries on my Parkinson show tonight. Time for, time for the musical outro. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, have, I haven't done that. Do it, oh, all again. Do it all again. Are you serious? No, they, no, I haven't written fucking 18 more verses. <laughs> Actually, if anyone of our readers wants to do one, the pattern is, where is it? <laughs> five, five of those couplets, then three, and then nine. I thought it was eight, but nine. So if anyone else wants to write one and bring someone in, I will sing it out for you next week. <laughs> we'll, put, we'll put the music up on the blog. You can do your own. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. That's it. That's regular features for this week. That was the log special, and what a special it was. If you liked that, you should definitely come see us live at the Canal Cafe Theatre. There's. I'm looking at the website right now, and there's not that many tickets left for our date is it it is june the 6th and it's monday night half past seven so you should definitely come to that because it's always really good the last one everyone kind of fell apart but i don't know everyone said that it was pretty good as well so that's fantastic (laughs) such a horrible week so apologies that this intro and hug stuff around the podcast isn't as vibrant as it probably should be 
But to be fair, patrons were giving this one away for free. So there you go. If you do like this and you think, hmm, I want to pay for this, go to www.patreon.com forward slash regular features. We've actually just had a massive meeting this week about awesome, cool shit we can give to the patrons. And that's going to start rolling out from the next month. So keep an eye out for that, Patreon people. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. I love you all, especially you.